0: Did you listen to the Mulaney episode of the Conan podcast?
1: Was it recent? Or yeah, was it was an this old week. one.
0: Oh, okay, then no, then no, I haven't. But yeah. he's been on before, right? He's been on twice before. Yeah. Okay. He did a he did a rehash of a joke that I always wish he did on stage, which is just some people want to see a movie that costs five hundred million dollars. I just want to see five hundred million dollars. Like I would pay a ticket to go see it in a glass case. <laughs> 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 Which is just such a funny sentiment, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim and Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs Or done the myth, then the people purchase paper, people done the Then the people purchase paper, people done the myth. Then the people purchase paper. People
2: Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office, by fans of The Office. I'm your host, Edwin Jr., a.k.a. Sean Roney.
0: And I'm Edwin James, and I'm the Quiznos.
2: <laughs> and with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I can't hire Clark. Yeah, he looks like a shrewd, but he thinks like a Halpert, <laughs> and he acts like a Beasley. <laughs> Every week, we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week, we're doing Pete and Clark, and then we'll head to the conference room for a listener question, some ordinary things, which is where we like to compare our real lives to the office. Uh, and we'll, I think, we'll have some some watch and listening recommendations too. Just, we'll just hang out,
1: a little grab bag in the room.
2: Before we get to all that. Uh, Alex, do we have any
1: housekeeping to start off with? You know, I knew you were going to ask me this, and I wasn't prepared. I'm still not prepared. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never prepared for this question, because there's Mm. nothing to talk about right now. It's the dog days of summer, and it's the dog days of our show right now, which is to say, Patreon's going beautifully. Uh, (laughs) We've got wonderful extra content out there. I think we're recording a new exclusive mailbag episode, not this week, next week, perhaps? Next week. Next uh week. it's a great yeah. time to join uh the books yeah you know That's get your questions and we, we we sit down for a couple hours and just go through all the we just empty out the whole comment box and you we talk it about it all me. and it's very casual and it's very relaxed very cool very will smith-esque and then uh you know you, <laughs> you also as part of joining patreon you also get our ad-free episodes you contribute to our monthly donation as part of your Uh, fees your membership fees you get access to our private discord channel part of our public discord which anyone may join uh bonus episodes bonus drafts uh unreleased episodes that are now released just for your ears uh this time of year always makes me think about those first recordings boys just sweaty (laughs) sweaty sweaty upstairs uh (laughs) not even in a room just a landing area at the top of the stairs yeah with that ornery little cat named gary running around and uh those were the days. Those were the days. Don't miss them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> miss you so much. Uh, anyway, that's that's all we. Have. I don't know. What other housekeeping? Are we going to do some? Do we want to tease? We can. I do think, we want to tease think, some bonus stuff? Do we I think wanna- we just did.
2: Tease. I think we're going to tease a little teaser at the end of the show. So stick oh. around uh, to find out what special new thing is coming to Patreon. In uh oh, some more bonus you.
1: content, eh? <laughs> it'll That's all be right. goat. <laughs> sounds
2: pretty it'll all be goat. <laughs> sounds pretty cool. Uh thank you very much, Alex. Yeah, if you'd like to support the show, check us out. Uh Patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Okay. So for today's topic, we are talking about Pete and Clark, aka New Jim and Dwight Jr., aka Plop and Fart, aka Plop and Clarker Posey, Plop and Clarkwook. Clark work orange, <laughs> plopping zero, Clark 30. Wow. I think that's all of them. Uh, Pete Miller, played by Jake Lacey. Clark Green, played by Clark Duke. Edwin, why are we talking about Pete and Clark this week?
0: Oh, wow. Didn't know you were going to ask me that. Uh, but I'm happy to answer it. <laughs> it's uh, our first uh, time here. We are excited uh, to talk about uh, Pete and Clark because we just haven't done an episode that profiles characters in a while. Um, and they seem like a good... Um, a duo to, to do together because they enter the show at the same time and they have kind of a unique dynamic and a new unique relationship. They're they're these very, like, the episode is called New Guys to mm-hmm. begin season nine. So it made a lot of sense to talk about them together. They have different trajectories over the course of the season, um, but it made sense to talk to them together, about them together. And I think overall, we're just excited to do another character profile. We've done a lot of different types of episodes in recent weeks, but it's been quite a while since we've uh, dove into characters like this.
2: Yeah, I like I like the character pairing episodes, and um, for Pete and Clark, that seemed only appropriate. Uh, as you said, they enter together, they're desk mates. Uh, the rest of the office kind of treats them as a duo. Um,
0: it's funny the some of the episodes that we've done where we have two characters. It's more about their relationship or um, their rivalry or something along those lines. Um, but with Pete and Clark, it's it's more that. They are they perfectly. I think they perfectly occupy one half of a character in this regard. You know, <laughs> as far as profiling, kind of, kind of somewhere in between profiling someone like Jim and then profiling someone like uh, Lee and Gino, um, the way we did a uh,
1: uh, way back
0: when the
2: Bob
1: Vance guys.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> for, for
2: those who aren't in the know,
1: <laughs> yeah, they're kind of a uh, uh, you know they come in right at the end of the show. They're obviously they don't have nearly the amount of runway the other characters do to build their characters to build their habits, their nuances, all the stuff that the rest of the characters in season nine are doing, which is kind of why it, I don't know for me, it kind of simultaneously, it works in one way and it doesn't work in another way because the ensemble in season nine is so dialed in like their, their characters yeah. are so precise. They've had so much time together adding just two new guys coming in that are just these, like, literally just fresh-faced young people that haven't spent all this time. It's hard to, like, catch up to that camaraderie and feel like they're fully baked characters. Though they do a pretty decent job. Um, at least, I think that way about Pete. I, I don't feel that way about Clark. Clark makes me uncomfortable. We'll get into this more. But but it's 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 a hard job that these two characters had. But, you know, they kind of had to inject some new blood into this. Um you know season eight had a lot of Robert California he was doing a lot of heavy lifting um they the show leans on on Aaron more. it leans on Andy more. Uh, and by season nine I, I, we're just a little hungover with these characters I'm just a little bit ready mm. to move on so I, I do appreciate that the show tried to be like moving on hey here's two young white men <laughs> for, <laughs> to add to the office here you go sis here great yeah. white men. here's man. something brand new you haven't seen yet. These two guys named Jake and Clark that like tennis. <laughs> Pete and Clark, sorry. Oh, yeah, the actors' names, right? Yeah, I, guess. I, was, I was thinking Jake yeah. Lacy, uh, who is since the Office has just found his footing as a villain. He's a wonderful villain, uh, but <laughs> in this he is not. Um, and we'll yeah. get in, we'll get into more what we like and don't like. But that's my that's my bird's eye view of them.
2: Yeah, Jake Lacey from White Lotus. Check out our Patreon White Lotus episode. Uh, So let's start at uh, their introduction, which, of course, is episode one of season nine. New guys. Um, Pete and Clark are introduced to the show. I mean, there's a there's a bit of a meta moment here with with the with the ensemble immediately identifying Pete and Clark as new Jim and Dwight Jr.
1: Yes. It is funny that it's one is it's not new Dwight. It's like Dwight Jr. It's just a funny yeah. Yeah. delineation of like, <laughs> yeah. why don't they say Jim Jr. And New yeah. Dwight. Uh, but for some reason, it has to be new Jim and Dwight Jr.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and certainly with Clark being Dwight Jr., there's the added element of uh, Dwight who has recently discovered that he's not Philip's father, which he is, Um and so he, you know, he has that gaping hole in his heart that uh, sometimes he wakes up uh, cradling a gourd. Um, and uh, and so this is, you know, th- that's the launching point for that, you know, that relationship and that that
0: story arc. Uh, it is in in some ways kind of a signal that Jim might leave and that Dwight will grow into something different under Mifflin mm-hmm. um, and it's interesting because it makes Jim and Dwight kind of consider how long they've been there and what's going on for them in their futures in a very kind of subtle way and it's funny the way that um they approach the uh, the that Jim and Dwight approach their new and junior counterparts respectively um and try to figure out wh- how much they have in common like Dwight is so enthusiastic and Jim is asking about uh sports he likes it's very funny the way that they approach this, and then um it does kind of set the stage for. I don't know, Jim and Dwight having some sort of change, Uh, but we're not here to talk about Jim and Dwight per se, but more about uh, Pete and Clark. And one thing that I maybe will speak to a little more later is like I really enjoyed watching season nine almost through their perspective or like with a (laughs) specific focus on them. It was a very different watching experience um, to just focus in on their characters and where they go.
2: Totally. I do. I will admit that I I feel like I end up ignoring uh, Clark and and, uh, Pete uh, a lot in season nine. I mean, you know, which is easy to do. There's a lot going on in season nine. Uh, There's typically like five story arcs an episode. Um, But um, I don't know. I mean, I think that I I, I went online and I was reading some, you know, stuff on Reddit about how people feel about uh, Pete and Clark, first of all, I was surprised to find a lot of people really like Clark um, and um, and don't like Pete as much. They just kind of feel like he's not a very well like constructed character, which I think that th- there's a little bit of milk toast to Pete. You know, there's a little <laughs> bit of, you know, he's just a hashtag
0: toast talk. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a little bit of just sweet Pete. You know, he that's about <laughs> all you really get from him. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that, uh, some, some points that people made that I, that I agree with are like, the, the, the show was ending, I, you know, season nine is the last episode. There wasn't like a surprise cancellation or anything like that. They knew this was the end. And part of ending the show is kind of introducing new people into Dunder Mifflin Scranton so that our characters, our heroes can move on. And I think that that's, you know, and and that it's something that we all kind of experience in, in in our lives. If, you know, if we get to a point where we're sort of moving on from, you know, a new career or something like that, you know, you might witness the new people coming in. Um, and it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a way to um, it's a bit of a way to add closure
0: in a way. It kind of that's an interesting point. It kind of mirrors a little bit. When Michael is leaving and D'Angelo is coming in and Michael is training him and mm-hmm. Michael is reacting to the way that everyone is treating D'Angelo and Jim says, you know, we have to do this. It, it's, <laughs> it's kind of the opposite for yeah. uh, Clark and Pete where you see these newer people come in at maybe the lower levels of uh, or more entry levels, let's say, um, entry-level jobs and beginning to kind of find their way in the company. And uh, also interesting that they come in to, as customer service reps. They are Annex kids um, taking over for Kelly and uh, and Ryan, so to speak.
2: Right. That's right. Yeah, that's the other thing. We lose. That's another thing. Right at the beginning of season nine, uh, you know, we get a very fast explanation for why Kelly and Ryan are no longer at Dunder Mifflin Scranton. Um, <laughs> Kelly is going to uh, Miami University in Utah. In <laughs> Ohio in ohio sorry and uh and ryan is going to go after her so there are two open desks in the annex now that mm-hmm. need to be filled and gabe is gone so yeah
0: <laughs> yeah gabe is just gone yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um he does he does make a, a uh an amazing comeback though uh as we see later on so let's
2: let's talk about our first impressions of these guys showing up in, in new guys um obviously they both are you know supposed to be archetypes of. Uh, Jim and Dwight, but we kind of get in this episode the ways that they are different from Jim and Dwight. Um, I think first through the slack line, which which Dwight Jr. is uh is very good at.
0: Yeah, he has uh... yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um I did watch an interview. Shout out
1: with... to Rafe and Feather, by the way. We don't get to bring them up much. <laughs> They'll be our next episode where we talk about two characters together.
0: Um the <laughs> I did watch an interview with Clark Green where he talks about how Ed Helms is actually incredible at slacklining. <laughs> I was just able to do it without trying.
2: I I, I had to imagine. I, I like I kind of guessed that that's maybe where this came from. You know, it's like, well, what's something that you could do that you know you could say you learned at camp?
1: Mm-hmm, sure, Slack, you know. That's um, another, you know, I've t- we've I've talked about how I I th- threw. <laughs> Through grinded teeth, will admit that I am most like Andy out of any character, which I hate. <laughs> <laughs> you've Look. added another piece of evidence to the uh, witness stand here, which is that I too am an incredible slackliner. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to toot my own horn here. You can hack you some sack. I could. I can juggle on a slackline. I got. I got <laughs> s- deep in my circus. Oh, deep in my circus bag in college uh, <laughs> for a while
0: there. You could show. You could show uh, everyone how a real man walks across flaccid cord.
1: I can that's right <laughs> while
0: juggling
2: I gotta say though rain must have uh, learned how to do it just to perform those uh, stunts which some of which cannot be him of course but
0: uh, <laughs> you think he learned how to do it to fall down I think
2: he's got to be at least pretty like you know what I mean he's got to be at least pretty good to not get super hurt mm. um, but but anyways we also get uh Jim trying to relate to <laughs> <laughs> trying to relate to Clark about sports. Um at first I was I like who, at first I was like, who likes boxing and tennis? But then I realized Edwin's love of Manny Pacquiao and tennis <laughs> in general, uh, you could be pretty good buddies with this guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't follow boxing as closely as I used to. Um, but you know, in the the Manny the Pac-Man days, that was very fun to follow. Um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, tennis for sure. Still huge into <laughs> tennis, of course. But it's just it seemed like the most random assortment of sports they could pick. Like they they just chose everything that Jim has not expressed interest in. Boxing, yeah, tennis, The Amazing Race, and uh, what's the other one? NASCAR. Yeah, NASCAR.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Tennis and NASCAR seems like an odd pairing. Well, you- it's it's all individual sports, you know. Where I feel like Jim's talking team sports. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where Edwin could still thrive with Jim. It's like you guys could talk hoops. You could talk 76ers all day, but very much so. Uh, but yeah, the bo- the boxing, the tennis NASCAR is just like, it's just like Jim, but a little off. You're like, oh, he likes sports, but mm-hmm. not those aren't those aren't the most like water cooler friendly sports. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's not like everyone collectively watched like water cooler sports. Like, oh, everyone watched the game last night. And this is like, do you see that match or do you see that race? Mm-hmm. Well, no, uh, if it was today, it'd probably be Formula One. Yeah, but
0: Formula One for sure
1: boxing is one of those sports where like a a big every now and then a big fight happens and like all of a sudden all the sports podcasts i listen to are all talking about boxing and they know all the fighters i'm like how does everyone how's all (laughs) of a sudden everyone knows about boxing i'm like what i've never followed boxing in my life i mean i follow therefore no one
0: else should i follow closely enough to know like who the good fighters and stuff and like what the big matchups are here's the thing is like they're rarely they're rarely like great matches
1: (laughs) rocky balboa baby (laughs)
0: Yeah. Like there are rarely great fights I think. I think that's the the mm. problem. And then when there is a great fight, everyone wants to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get I felt this way about uh Pete and then like the devil pulled me into golf and now I get it. Where I'd be like, "Yeah, I love, let's talk golf." Which Jim likes to golf. So, uh also an
2: individual sport that he could well, uh, Yeah, I mean like Ryan and I were watching this episode and she was like, "Is he making this up to like not like <laughs> It is such a seems like such a random assortment of interests that uh and and we never ever, you know, hear about any of this again uh from Pete.
0: But <laughs> so. there is there is a second half to the comparison to Jim, which is uh, you know, Angela's trying to offer her cat to people and she asks Pete, What are your ambitions? He says, I want to start my own business, I want to be a millionaire, lots of things. Travel, make the world a better place, earn an MBA at night, where we heard that before um angela says have you taken any concrete steps and pete says well still just fitting in here you know getting used to the new job but definitely on the agenda it's a good idea angela i should make a list and jim says uh wow maybe pete is the new gym (laughs) yeah come on pete yeah he's also
1: from vermont maybe it's just a vermont you know no major Mm. sports teams Mm. like no he's just kind of he never had a team to get into it you know so he's like Mm. I'll follow my tennis guys my boxers.
0: He's really into Ben and Jerry's. That's who he's supporting. Those <laughs> he <is>. are <laughs> <laughs> um, <love> my guys. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I think in general, I, I was
2: excited to see Clark Duke. I think kick-ass uh, was before this. <laughs> and, and I recognized him from that, which was, a, was a pretty fun movie. Uh, and he was pretty funny. And um, uh, besides that, Pete just seemed like a pretty boring Character and maybe just a foil for Jim to you know uh, find himself and his his ambition.
0: It's just exciting to have some new characters. That's always it's always kind of fun when you have new characters in the mix.
1: Fresh Um, meat, nice
0: to have a a new young
1: presence in the office. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, But anyway, Uh, I think we should. I think keep moving. I think.
1: Go on. Oh no. Oh, am I? No, you're good. Oh, my you're good. God. Am we I? were okay. talking at the same. I time. just scrolled. I just scrolled down the Dunderpedia page, and everything froze again. <laughs> I need to turn. I need to. I need to not have these up. I'm turning them off. Um, I like that they sort of with these two characters still kept the tradition of having one character just keep the actor's name, like not changing it. You know, with Clark. Good move.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Uh yeah well uh, let's let's move on to uh Roy's wedding where we get to know these guys a little more um and uh, as I like to call them after this episode creepy Clark and sweet Pete is <laughs> kind of how they establish themselves in in my eyes um Alex uh you mentioned at the top that that Clark makes you uncomfortable would would this happen to be the episode yep. where that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this this is the episode uh, where where uh, Clark uh, tries to mm, seduce uh, Aaron through his fake news audition Um,
1: exactly what's what is he doing what is this all about like what is this
2: it's entirely unclear what his end game is
1: yeah is he just uh, messing with is he messing with Pete? Like why? Did they don't even really know each other? I don't know. It's so just, it, it it just got me off on the wrong foot with Clark. It's it's I a think bit of, with a lot of people.
2: It's a bit of a rapey vibe uh coming from Clark. Uh get her alone in his house under false pretenses, wine, um, something low cut. Uh it all just uh and and all the all the you know the like the, the smirky comments he makes to Pete about it. it it's mm-hmm. all very, um, disgusting.
0: Yeah. It's, it's odd behavior. Um, yeah. it's, it's pretty, it's a bad look for Clark early on in the, in the season for sure. And one that is it is kind of difficult for him to, I think come back from, um, which, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a very strangely written thing. Cause it seems like he's kind of responding to Aaron being like, Responding to the news or maybe being gullible or something along these lines. Uh, yeah. And then Andy kind of fans the flames because he's like very excited about it and, and like, you know, uh, pushes himself into it as well. Um, but yeah, it's just a weird way to get to know Pete and Clark. You know, I think Pete says, uh, I think he says like, like that uh, Clark's not my friend. Um. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. that douche that sits next to me at the office. My friends are Scott, Glenn, and Rob, but you don't know them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scott, Glenn, and Rob. Boy, there's a golf foursome right
0: there. <laughs> he also talks later about his friend named Flipper. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's just weird. I think, like, for this to come... And then at what point does he realize that Andy and Aaron are dating, Clark? You know? Well, I think that,
2: I mean... <sighs> I feel like they know that that Andy and and Aaron are dating, right? Uh, which is also bizarre. Uh, not doesn't seem like a very good uh, business move. Uh, trying mm-hmm. to uh, molest your <laughs> boss's girlfriend, um, but uh, I guess in a in a way, it's like there's a couple of things. There's a couple of good reasons I would say that that, that they've written it this way, which is one. You establish that Pete's a good guy by doing by not doing what Clark is doing, um, and uh, which is kind of weak. Uh, but uh, and then, um, but also where we're going with Clark um, later in the season uh, with Jan Levinson, I think you know you don't feel as bad about th- what happens with that, <laughs> maybe. Um, because we know that he's just a skeevy little horny little baby man.
0: Well, see, the thing is, I think that the rest of Clark throughout this season doesn't really even, I mean, for me personally, let me know what you think. It doesn't seem that consistent with the Clark in this episode, you know, which is why I think it's just such a bad look in the second episode of the season. Like the rest of Clark in this, in the season nine is more about him becoming a salesman and the person, the thing about going after Janice, he really wants to be in sales. And he even says, I let it all hang out later mm-hmm. on uh, sure, after course. Andy ruins the sale. And like, <laughs> I think you could have had all of Clark in this. It kind of ruins him because in the rest of the season, I think it's a decent, like in, a, a maybe decent, or it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice addition to the rest of the staff to have someone who's like actually invested in their career. It isn't thinking about the fact that they've been working at this place for 20 years. Um, and so it just kind of is, it's just unfortunate that like that kind of ruins his character to some extent. I think like you could have easily had a different thing where Clark maybe uh, sees that Aaron is like the way that she, she is, right? She, he sees Aaron as Aaron and then like makes a run at her kind of like the way that Ryan does in uh, in Florida or something like that. And she says, no, I'm dating Andy, you know, yeah. and like have a similar thing. And then, you know, Andy sends you could have something similar without it having to be so constructed and weird, you know. Yeah,
2: I I think I think here's what you could have done. You Clark could have witnessed that things aren't good between Andy and Aaron, which, you know, doesn't totally get established until later. Uh but but if you gave some like hint of Andy speaking to her, speaking down to her and then her like, you know, feeling bad, that then Clark could be like, "Ooh, you know, I can uh, try to be her friend which would just be still kind of uh, like skeevy but just uh, just turning it down a notch and you still kind of set him apart from from pete in that way for them to kind of yeah pete and aaron to naturally find a friendship not him trying to like pounce on on an opportunity
1: yeah. i like that i mean because yeah th- this clark has much more like bad um ryan energy yeah. than like innocent Dwight energy and like we're led to believe oh it's like Dwight Jr. which obviously you can't just like bring in a new character and you know put the same glasses on him and just make him like hey it's young Dwight it's just that's lazy so I get why they can't have Dwight's character but it, like Dwight early on is totally innocent in a way where you know he's asking Toby what what the female vagina looks like mm-hmm. is the clitoris above the knee like he's he doesn't know anything and he's not like harm he's not he's not a danger yeah and here all, right away Clark establishes himself as like Dangerous. weirdly yes like conniving and just kind of like almost sociopathic and like what does he want and why is he doing this to get there um so it is a little bit jarring off the top whereas I agree with you like I think the be- that's a better choice for Clark maybe even just just early on is like yeah exactly he sees an argument between Aaron and Andy and he's like oh if I can bring Aaron back to Andy, Andy will like me and I'll get the job. Like I could see him, you yeah. know, maybe going that more route. where like, we're like, great. Clark's just kind of ruthless, wants to climb the ladder as fast as possible. And this feels like a weird lateral thing, but I agree with you, Edwin, because we do get back to Clark later in the season. And it's a little more like he just wants to move up and move out of here, Um, which is like, I understand that character, get it. And I could see then, you know, as opposed to Pete, who's like, I want to stay here and fall in love with this girl, just like Jim did. Um, great, but just a weird, weird start for Clark. Yeah, totally agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, yeah, I think. But I think moving out of this episode like or throughout into the future cheese. of the season or the rest of the season, what we see is basically two paths that kind of emerge, which is Pete and Aaron, and then Clark trying to become a salesperson or, or trying to have like some ambition at the company. Um, and it's funny to watch them come out of the annex as customer service reps um, because they don't have as much to do. They're not in frame with the rest of the ensemble most of the time. Like they really are just kind of featured in bit parts and places. And it's, it's interesting to watch them kind of develop in that way because it's so different from the way that Jim and Pam were, where they're in the front and center of every shot. And Michael is walking out of his office into every one of these shots and they can communicate through looks And, like, the the moments for for both of these characters, Pete and Clark's journeys, let's say, um, are fewer and further between in these different episodes.
2: Hmm. Man, that almost made me think, like, I almost would have preferred them do something like kick accounting to the annex. Because all of their drama feels very, like, internal, like, for this season. Hmm. And then... And then you give uh, an opportunity for uh, Pete and Clark to be in the bullpen, and you actually can have a little bit more of that Jim and Pam, like, you know, looking over at the reception desk and overhearing, like, interactions between her and Andy. I mean, I I don't know. It seems like a missed opportunity there, too. Yeah.
0: At Um, the same time, though, it's funny to watch them, like, Like to try to walk around the Jim and Pam playbook, so to speak. Like you can't just have everything follow the same path. Although I agree, like it would be nicer to push, like to have them share scenes more often. Maybe Um, the drama might have felt a
2: little less contrived. Maybe like yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's like for example, there is that scene where uh, with the comment cards, um, right where. Pete is kind of coaching everybody like, hey, this is just a mistake and it's okay. This is, you know, mm-hmm, everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay. And in that moment, it feels a lot like Jim in Office Olympics
1: where uh, he's kind yeah. of
0: bringing everyone with him and he's appealing to, you know, Pam versus Aaron. And like that is one of those moments where, where it kind of feels like, oh, this is a, uh, this feels very similar to uh, to season two. And like that can be good in small doses because I think they do an okay job of creating Aaron and Pete separately from Jim and Pam because it's, it's a lot less – Will they, won't they, and a lot more like they should, and it's only a matter of time. Right.
1: Yeah, totally. They're, they're like, they're like, uh, uh, they're just sort of gently like shaking this thing until the pieces fall into place. And like, you know what's going to happen because we've been through everything with Jim and Pam already. Um, and and I, you know, I like I like Pete and Aaron. We could probably do a Pete and Aaron episode at some point. Mm. Um, but as far as like a role in season nine, I actually think they gave Pete a little more to do and i'll say this too this is something that, that 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 informs like i think a lot of especially this first chapter of season nine um but go from from andy green's book uh the oral history of the office uh clark duke has said in an interview he says when jake and i joined the show the idea was it was going to be like er the three leads rain john and jenna were all going to leave after the season and they were going to reboot the show the following year with the new cast members mm. that was his understanding of what, why that was so they were supposed to be a Jim Dwight thing. They kept playing on the meta of it by saying, I look like Dwight. Um, and it would have been fun to keep that going longer. And then four episodes into the season, Greg Daniels announced on set that this would be the last season. So mm-hmm. starting this show starting the oh. season, they didn't know it was the last one. Oh. Okay. They thought it was gonna like great, here's new Jim Dwight. We're gonna kind of refresh, reboot the show, and instead, Nope, we're ending. So that yeah. might explain why like they they were kind of on shaky ground yeah. with these characters. I mean, it,
0: but
2: and then there's also I mean, I, I mean then there's also the farm comes up later. So you know that th- yep. maybe it was that I mean they knew this version of the show was ending. There was going to be yep. uh, whether they were going to call it The Office season ten or what. It was it, there was a there was a new chapter um, uh, coming at the end of this thing. Mm-hmm. But that's that
0: interesting. by the interesting, way though, because it would give a reason to. On one hand, I mean, like we talk about how that second episode feels weird and like the Pete and Clark dynamic does not necessarily feel, correct me if you if I, if you could disagree, but like Pete saying, Clark is not my friend, he's the douche that sits next to me. That doesn't feel as true in the rest of the season as it does in these first couple episodes, you know? True. Um, mm-hmm. And it would make sense that if they're going to end the season, then the storylines that you would give them would be for more like, I don't know, things that could reasonably end within this time frame yes um,
1: it has to resolve this season yeah like we Pete do,
0: and Aaron uh, getting together and Clark staying and finding some success at Dunder Mifflin like that mm-hmm, could happen mm-hmm. within the rest of season yeah. nine but by
1: the way the episode uh it was during lunch while they were doing work bus that Greg Daniels mm-hmm. announced it would be the last wow season so everyone was like crammed together on a tiny tiny set uh when they were told <laughs> interesting wow, that's funny
2: yeah um Let's uh, so so yeah. Bef- maybe before we talk more about Pete and and uh, and Aaron and and what I, I I do enjoy what they do with Clark and Dwight. Um, yes, one because it gives it gives Dwight a little something to focus on besides Angela and the baby and things like that, or or his rivalry with Jim. Um, I, I did like this as a as a as a trajectory for for dwight uh especially i mean especially
1: considering like suit. you are looking at pure acrylic <laughs> <laughs> i love that suit in, in a suit warehouse
0: yeah there, there is um this version of dwight in season nine is also very unique he's a lot more insecure Mm-hmm. and I think he's just written really differently and maybe it's the Angela mm-hmm. Andy stuff obviously a lot of that is Jim and Daryl leaving at the end but like this version of Dwight is so different from like a season 6 Dwight who has a lot of edge you know mm-hmm. Granted, mm-hmm. You have it's almost more
1: season 2 Dwight than it is season 6 Dwight where he's sort of like yeah it, it, he feels insecure and like everything he's trying to like control and stay on top of versus just yeah I, I agree with that point
0: yeah it's just, it's just different and it's funny because you know he says uh a pudgy 22 year old is trying to steal my job versus the way that he responds to Ryan, where he's trying to train him and do this initiation thing and bring him mm-hmm. in to be part of the Dwight army of champions. Um, it's just really different to see him be intimidated by Clark at different stages. And like to go back and forth between this, like, yes, I will embrace you and you're going to be my, you know, my son for the suit thing. Or um, it to also like be insecure about him and, and, and not want to hire him for the junior salesman's job and that kind of thing. Um, granted the junior salesman thing also is him wanting to hire his friends, but it's just, it's just a different dynamic. And I guess it makes a little sense because you don't want just this immediate endorsement from Dwight to be the next salesperson. Um, or, and I guess Dwight even says to him at one point, you're an annex kid. Maybe you'll be bullpen someday. Um, but it is, it is really interesting that dynamic between Dwight and Clark.
2: I guess it's also worth mentioning too. I don't know if we mentioned that, that I don't think clark and pete are supposed to be sales guys right they're they're customer
0: service reps they're customer service reps we did talk we mentioned it oh, so, okay yeah. okay yeah um
2: yeah so i mean i guess there's there's kind of like a three the first we get the whale uh which is where dwight discovers he can use clark as a as a pawn for for jan
0: <laughs> for come in man boy deal.
2: <laughs> I, I love this is also when uh they're growing the mustaches uh smile if you love men's prostates um <laughs> i, I love when dwight's like weeks yeah it's the best he can do
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love that exchange I, I know i uh get the hell out of here idiot <laughs> i know i mentioned it earlier but i love when he walks in and says where's the quiz nose? <laughs> Is you're the quiznos? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, Do some you sense have sense. a valid
2: passport? <laughs> and then the follow up to all that, yeah. The follow up to all that. Women w- reach their sexual peak at whatever age Jan was last week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a swarm of bees. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, with every hotel room. She had a problem with every hotel room. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> no success. Exactly but then I love too when he comes back and he's wearing the scarf and he's like all cultured. Uh... Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or he's doing she it's she finds something wrong with every oh, hotel yeah. room. Yeah. Hmm. Oh man. Um, Forget the teapot letter. Show me one of those rendezvous, huh? Oh hmm. my goodness. <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> oh god. Uh When Clark, when Clark does make his return, it's at Sue Warehouse, and they have. um, He immediately becomes Dwight's right hand man for this sale, this two person sales call, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just interesting to see like the lengths that he's going to go to to try to become a salesperson. He doesn't get any of the commission for the for the white pages. Mm -hmm. It is established, but then also um, they have to go back and forth between the father son thing um and again a yeah. very strange version of dwight being revealing himself as a cat turd collector as a kid yeah,
1: yeah that's, that's weird. <laughs> that's right. by the way shout out to that episode for the just quick montage of jim and dwight dressing up as brothers in yeah, all sorts yeah. of ways for different Love clients that.
0: law firm that's construction, office, construction, office, construction yeah.
1: office. <laughs> that was fun mm-hmm. yeah but yeah yeah dwight i mean this is and this is a lot of like Dwight kind of straddles this line between like manic insecurity and like very fatherly Mm -hmm. throughout this season Um, and Mm -hmm. Clark there they kind of lean into his like fatherly instincts and that sort of fuels a lot of how he feels about Philip and kind of what happens with the baby and Angela but but yeah it's, it's it's this feels like Suit Warehouse is a good example in season nine where it feels like a little more old office and a true transition into like what it will be or what it could be. And having that father son. I mean, it, if you're looking at those guys too, the ages, you're like, Dwight, you've been like, so you had your son at what, 14, 15? Like, it's <laughs> not like that much older yeah. than him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but still. Uh, and, 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 you know, Clark parlays it into getting a suit out of Dwight for that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is very Jim of him. So
0: it's uh, also. Not to bring Pete and Aaron back into it, but it's also where Pete says, but he's in his 40s though, right? And Aaron says, no, there's no way he could be later than, uh, older than her late 30s. Yeah. <laughs> As she's preparing to do watermelon teeth to cheer him up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny to watch Clark and um, Clark Dwight kind of explore this. It's nice to see a two-person sales call again. Because yeah. that's, like, such a hallmark from, you know, season three, Traveling Salesman, yeah. um, even the initiation episode. Um, it's just nice to see them, like, have – go on the road and try to make sales. Because there are times when, in season nine, it, like, feels – they feel so disconnected from the reality of being a business. And it's just kind of a – it's just kind of a stage for them to make jokes. Yeah. You know, Versus, like, where the earlier seasons or some of the earlier seasons always had, like, some sort of tether to – either the branch was going to get downsized or they were getting acquired by another company. Oh, they have or to make a sale. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's very little of that in, um, in season nine, besides that David Wallace is here and, uh, they have a record quarter without Andy. And when they talk about making, getting the white pages, Phyllis talks about, um, how the things could come back? Bagels, pizza Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, Let's talk a little hey, bit about that week in the nineties
2: when we got bagels. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about Pete, uh, Pete and Aaron. Um, so uh, this romance uh, builds very slowly ever since, uh, ever since Roy's wedding, where we get uh, Andy sending uh, Pete out to, to take Aaron out for a burger and we do get a little shot of them sitting at, at the at the diner and uh, and talking a lot. Um, so, you know, right right away, it's kind of established that one Pete is a safe man, unlike Clark. <laughs> uh, and uh, and, you know, wants to be a friend to Aaron, unlike Andy, uh, you know, because they now have a very strange relationship. Um and, uh, and then of course we get Andy uh leaving the sh- for the show for a little bit uh so this uh opens things up for for this romance uh which i think kind of starts with the, the the whole dothraki thing is that sort of the beginning of it
0: well I think one thing that Pete just kind of shows Aaron is just kind of some friendship and just being nice to her when you think about when you think about some of the other characters in The Office, very few of them actually engage with her. Kelly is always kind of looking down on her. Ryan is exclusively trying to hit on her. Um, Michael thinks she's kind of a rube, even though they have mm-hmm. a good dynamic by the end. And Aaron looks up to him as a father figure. Remember when she's telling that story about Gabe and Jim just gets out of the car? He says, I didn't mm-hmm. find that interesting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. None of the other characters really give her the time of day. And so Pete, it's, it's nice true. to see Pete just pay a little bit of attention to her and engage with her mm-hmm. in some yeah. way. Like the Dothraki conversation even in uh, Roy's wedding where they talk about the news and how she says, I write nice letters to companies all the time. And he says, Oh, that's really nice. Like, yeah, he's just kind of their, their friends in a way. And it, mm-hmm. it, it feels, it's just, kind of it's kind of nice to see for Aaron. Um, but, but yeah, it does kind of pick up slowly with that. And then with die hard and um, you know, oh, some man. of the other moments that they have just like uh, over different times, uh, the complaint cards episode, um, being on the youth task force. It just kind of all comes together.
2: Right. Right. That's right. And yeah, Nellie puts them together on, on a special project and <laughs> then realizes that what she's done, um, which I think she's also sending them all these messages, like don't hold back, like let's go hot and heavy. And you know, all yeah, these things. You see
0: Andy on every memo. Yeah. <laughs> what have I done? Um, um, and then in the lice episode, they're buddies. Mm-hmm, um, <laughs> Pete says to, to Creed, sorry, we always said if we ever go with got lice, we'd, we'd partner up. Um, <laughs> and that's another moment that. where like they, old, they're huh? old promises
1: coming to light in season. Yeah, it's just a funny theme they do.
0: Well, then Creed's with Pam and he says, ah, oh, stuck with the weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but then you get, um, Pete and Aaron, like they play around with the mayo in their hair and, and mm-hmm. Pete like shows his muscles when he takes off his shirt. You right. Know? Like you get these moments like that and, uh, it's, 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 it kind of, uh, it has a little bit of momentum. But yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. And it, and I think it's really in, in the diehard thing when, uh, when Aaron, um, learns that Andy is not coming back. Um and she uh kind of a- aggressively is like let's watch Die Hard or something sub- you know and is like making him perform the whole movie for her. Um, she is feeling very conflicted uh, at this point, starting to realize that she's falling falling in love.
0: Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I think in that moment, it's more like she's just really upset and she's crying hmm. and. She says to Pete, like, you can leave your arm because he, like, puts his arm around her to comfort mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's 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 just really int- – it's dif- it's difficult for her to deal with Andy because Andy's so neglectful. You know, of all the things that Andy does this season, like, this is a this is a big one because it turns mm-hmm. – he even says when he gets back, um, uh, it's really easy to get high-speed internet because he's been in communication with David Wallace constantly, and he only emailed Aaron four times even though he retweeted her many times. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And then I think one of the last pieces when they come together is in couples discount when Andy comes back and, um, they, they, uh, Aaron says to Pete, I'm not going to break up with Andy. And Pete says, that's okay. I just want you to be happy.
1: And then she kisses
0: him, runs back inside and breaks (laughs) up with him and tells David Wallace that he's been gone for three three
1: months. months.
0: Yeah. I love the beginning of that episode. I love the beginning
1: of that episode too, where she's like, We'll do anything you want today, Pete. Pete's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we had to put my dog down as a kid. And that last day, we did everything the dog wanted. Right. <laughs> and and then right after that, Aaron asked Pete to go play Frisbee in the parking lot, which is <laughs> the, the, most, dog, <laughs> it's the most dog activity ever. Like, you want to play catch in the parking lot? And he's like, yeah. Uh,
0: it's just, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's a funny flip on that because Aaron is also a dog. She's a puppy earlier in the season for Halloween.
1: Yeah. That's in a couple's discount. Correct. Um, And then next episode, moving on season nine, episode 16.
0: So moving on in. And this is, this is the one where Andy finds suspicious that Aaron has moved on really quickly. She, he doesn't realize that plop is Pete Mm -hmm. and finds out that she's with somebody named Pete and then Mm -hmm. finds Pete's lunch in the fridge. And then, uh, all Andy breaks loose and uh yeah yeah it's all Andy
2: breaks
1: think loose think about yeah. this though in the timeline of the series of like how quickly relationships change come and go to have like Andy break up or, or Aaron break up with Andy at the end of an episode beginning of the next episode it's like Pete and I have been dating and Andy still doesn't know it's it's such a right. hyper timeline compared to the rest of the show that takes like That's seasons true. For couples to emerge, uh, that's true. It's just one another thing that just is like so jarring about nine. But I think when you re-watching nine in the context of like they started it thinking they'd have more time and then they didn't, um, it just changes a lot. Everything feels a little bit cut off.
0: Well, and then having nine seasons worth of back or eight eight previous seasons of back material on relationships, they can kind of speed through some of the gates that they had to sure. kind of cover earlier. Yeah. Um, I saw Pete's butt. It's sick. sick. <laughs> there's an element of uh, where Aaron's in hot for us, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. which kind of speaks to Dwight and Angela. And then there's the love contract, which speaks to Michael and Jan. Like, there are all these little things that they bring in from the past seasons uh. um, to kind of bring it all together. And Andy says, like, they have a love contract already. Um, and sex like, contrast. And then in the same episode, Pete and Aaron confront Andy and say, you just got to move on, man. We can have a professional relationship. You just got to move on. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Because Andy, again, again with Nelly, he tries to fire Nelly, He can't fire Nelly, And uh, Toby has to bring it up again. And then um, mm-hmm. moving on, like again, hyper speed. It goes from Andy thinking there might be another person. Why is, you know, what's going on to, he has invited Alice and Gabe back into the office yep. to create an uncomfortable situation for Aaron and Plop. Yeah.
2: Um, I Yeah. I did. Uh, I, I do got to say this is, this was another kind of season nine moment where I was just like rolling my eyes a little bit at like Alice comes in and realizes that she hasn't been brought in for any real business uh, uh, and, and uh, needs or marketing needs and then stays the entire day and then wants to drag up a bunch of stuff at, in the conference room about this old relationship, uh, mm-hmm. which I guess maybe is not that old. Uh, maybe they're not too far away from college at their age, but uh, it uh, it did seem like wouldn't you just leave?
0: <laughs> Speaking of all the uh, office tropes from previous episodes and seasons, I would love for uh, Andy to have been, who to have said to Alice similar to the way that Dwight talk, talks to Elizabeth? We paid you for a day's work, and we're going to get a day's work.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, please that's... consult
0: with us for one day. Um, <laughs>
2: that's right. That but, could be uh, a deleted scene there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, But no, it, it it is kind of funny that that happens that way. That like, and in the uh, I will say this is my favorite Clark line in the whole series is when Clark turns to Pete and says, I'll give you a hundred dollars to wear that sweater to work
2: tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to bring that up too. That, yeah, that was a, that was another, that was a moment where I was like, that's a nice Clark and Pete moment.
0: Yeah. You can have nice Clark Pete moments. Yeah. I wish there were more of them, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cause
1: they are just kind of bound together just by their circumstance. Like even yes, though them and
0: Toby. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Clark is totally going to keep his secret, but he's not going to let him. Yeah. Up. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, um we get we get uh aaron, we get andy recruiting alice uh pete's ex super odd move just really uncomfortable uh after after that conversation you guys mentioned with um with aaron and pete basically telling andy to get over it uh it's like all these things so much of so much of this makes is why we hate andy in season nine so much he just, mm. just makes weird does dumb weird stupid petty immature stuff um despite them just trying to be okay about it uh it's not how it works and this is why like we get the one season with Pete but I do like him way more than Clark just because like at least we see him act like a real human <laughs> that yeah. is doing realistic things and trying to just sort of be a mature. like it's crazy because like I don't even think Jim would have ever done anything like this uh in a weird way, at least a young Jim, where I feel like Pete and Aaron having this conversation with Andy, trying to just give him some perspective, um, and Andy, when, which Andy responds with kind of painful to chat with you, Pete, ever since the old one, two punch to my scrotum pole translation, <laughs> penis. translation, my manhood, <laughs> my scrotum pole. It's so weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, the, the, like, that moment, too, with like Pete sort of like lecturing him is like a little bit of like, well, this doesn't this. I know this is kind of meant to seem like Pete's the mature one, but this does not seem like a very smart move. Uh, no. You should definitely just walk away. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and when you talk about like maybe Andy, this era of Andy being more unlikable, he's at the end of the episode, he says, does making Aaron and Pete feel uncomfortable make me feel better? Yeah. You know, he just constructed this scenario, and then I mean, we just—I just, I, I, I just got to make sure we talk about it. Gabe's grand return. Oh yes. yeah, sure, I, oh, boy. I love Aaron. Just says, "Oh no." And, and Gabe is there. Hello, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin says, "Didn't you guys used to do it?" And Gabe says, "Yes." Thank you for remembering. I do love. Uh, I do
2: love the reveal too, Gabe. I got that tattoo for you. I did not ask you to get that Nike swoosh. Also- just do it. <laughs> You are the it.
0: <laughs> also, his tiny desk.
2: Yeah. They put yeah. For with, him
0: in front of the couch.
2: With the nameplate. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Nice yeah, callback Gabe to... Gabe three. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's just... I love that Gabe comes in and is just an agent of chaos. Like, Zach Woods is just there. To... <laughs> now they're like, there's no ambition. There's no, like, pleasing Joe or oh, anything. Man. Like It seems like Gabe is in on the bit. And he's just like trying to win her back. Like it's,
1: it's just, he's just a to stir the drink at this point. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Despite Andy and Gabe's history, you
0: know, I know how to use chopsticks so well. well.
1: (laughs) Uh My doubts are blasted. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah. He, we, he, he reveals that he lost 50 pounds and gained it back. Feel his buttocks. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You know, I got to say, it's after this episode, though, that Pete and Clark just kind of start to fade away for the rest of season nine. I wish I you could have know. seen
0: Sean's hand motion.
2: I was <laughs> doing a little...
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cranes um... in the sky. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh yeah i mean they just kind of drift into the background and we sort of focus on you know the goodbyes of the ensemble and you know tying up all these loose ends with everybody else got other
1: things they got to finish here it's like we gave a lot of oxygen to pete and clark let's let's wrap up the main characters here
0: yeah i mean it becomes a lot more about andy trying to find his way to be famous and everything um i mean we kind of glossed over it a little bit but Um, Clark, as far as becoming a salesman, like makes his case in the junior salesman episode Mm, and he outshines all of the competition amongst Dwight friends, not a tall order. And then, you know, he's, he's there in like a counterpoint to Jim. He's saying like, you know, Jim at one point says, can I sit here? I, um, I'm, I want to sit next to my wife. That's kind of the only reason I'm here today. And Clark says, well, I'm here to sell paper that's why I'm here today. <laughs> so like they have, uh, there's a little bit of contention there. And then, you know, obviously Dwight kicks Clark back to the annex, but Clark just has a little bit of their, and again, this is before the moving on episode, but Clark does kind of entrench himself as like a future part of Dunder Mifflin. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he stands out to, to Dwight and becomes that junior salesman. So that all kind of happens, but then agreed. Yes. Like Pete and Clark kind of, their importance is much, much uh, less, uh, over the last few episodes, is they have to... Because when you think about... Okay. Earlier in this episode, earlier in our discussion, I mentioned that I enjoyed watching this season through the perspective of Pete and Clark. Because... Because wanting it to makes cover you everything. In, huh?
2: <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Okay,
0: you What? Are. I did not think what that <laughs> <laughs> Um But, like, I could kind of move quickly through or so skip past it, all the... <laughs> move through all of the Oscar Angela stuff. A lot of the Jim and uh, Pam stuff, a lot of like Daryl and Val, like all these other storylines. When you're watching the season, you have to balance them all together, but just watching through Pete and Clark, it just made for like a different way to view the whole season. And mm-hmm. when I think about what happens after Pete and Clark's storylines kind of dwindle off at the end of in the, I don't know, what'd you call it? Like three quarters of the way through season nine. Um, I guess with the exception of Clark and Aaron being really competitive in paper airplane, um, right. That, uh, like there's so much of the show, Celeste, to wrap up in yeah. those last like four or five episodes. And there's you talk no about room. moving and fast pace. It's just, it's season nine goes at such a breakneck speed through some of these plot points that it's nice to have a, a relationship like Pete and Aaron, where they get together slowly over, you know, 16 yeah. episodes. And Clark is trying to become a salesman over that same amount of time versus, um, you know, the love triangle and Jim yeah, and Pam yeah. and Philly and all these other things. But anyway, yeah, just I, Aaron, Aaron ends
1: up happy, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I
2: was going to say too, like, I mean, I don't even know if there's like a ton of hope for Aaron and Pete, the way that they leave things, right. The way that the airplane episode ends, it, Pete is kind of like, Whoa, Aaron has an anger problem. Like, it, and she's like kicking a box or something like that. And then, and then we get, um, And then we get the whole double date conversation that, you know, that they're just kind of like, you know, never mind or something like that. Because, you know, Pam says that they're busy that week or something like that. I don't know. It just it's like it doesn't really go anywhere. And then by the time you get to the finale, it's just I mean, all we get for Aaron is she finds her parents. And I don't even know if you see her and Pete together. Maybe maybe that maybe they are standing next to each other in the background or something like that. But it just Again, it just kind of fades away into nothing, and
0: it's a... well. Pete and Clark, you don't have to give them happy endings. You can just show them working still in Dunder Mifflin, or Clark at least sure. working in dunner Mifflin still. Have mm-hmm. that be enough. Like mm-hmm. every character gets a happy ending in the end of the season nine. So it's a little nice to not have to put two more bows on uh, on that package. Sure. You
1: know, yeah, because there's some people that are just still there doing their job, and nothing mm-hmm. huge changed for them. So. And I did That's read not...
0: that there I mean I'm sure we'll get this in the super fan cut and eventually on peacock but uh that apparently there are some deleted scenes that I think I remember of Clark and Dakota Johnson maybe having she's the new accountant who fills in for Kevin right um, mm. maybe having some kind of spark a relationship for the mm. future okay
2: yeah Clark really deserves that <laughs> <laughs> uh well okay Should so we take now a break we, yeah let's, let's let's take a break. Let's take a break, and we'll we'll wrap up uh, Pete and Clark and go to the conference room.
1: Folks, the busy fall season is just around the corner, and you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. I know that we do in my household. Look, my wife is a nurse at a hospital. Uh, she works 12-hour shifts, sometimes back-to-back-to-back days, and finding time to prepare some lunches, get some good food options, that can be really difficult, and wouldn't it be nice... If we just had some ready-to-eat meals, she could pull out of the fridge, take them to work, zap them, and she gets delicious nutritional meals. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be great? Well, guess what? Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. And they can help you fuel up fast with chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and you'll stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. So, refresh your healthy habits without missing a beat. Choose from 34 plus weekly flavor packed dietitian improved meals ready to eat in two minutes. With Factor, you can also rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, they source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and they feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. This August, Get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep. No mess. Head to Factormeals.com Scott50 and use code Scott50 to get 50% off. That's code Scott50 at Factormeals.com Scott50 to get 50% off.
2: Okay, so before we before we move on to the conference room, I just wanted to to wrap up on on Pete and Clark, right? because where we started was, you know th- these are new characters being introduced into season nine to kind of help close out the show. And so my question to you guys is wh- was this was this what the show needed? W- was Pete and Clark the the right move for for season nine? And is there maybe something that could have been better?
0: Um, it's hard to say. And the only, I, and I hate to be ambivalent again, but it's easy to say yes. I think like there could have been a stronger character presence from these new characters, but everyone else's presence is so dialed up. Like you think about Oscar in this season, and how much more he has to do comedically on scene on, on screen, or the way that they treat Kevin. I have to go to the bathroom. Like you don't need these big comic presences now that all these characters are kind of turned up a little bit. Um, So in that regard, I feel like they could have done maybe a little bit better with Pete and Clark for sure. Especially with some of the stuff early in the season, like we talked about, but uh, for the most part, like I think they're good additions. I don't think that they really hurt the season that much or detract too much. Um, Especially when you consider that they are, you know, kind of helping signal the end for a lot of the, characters that we've known and loved for all nine seasons. But what do you guys think?
2: Uh, You know, (laughs) I was going to say, I I don't know. I I, I don't, I think even I I remember, you know, watching this episode for the first time, new guys and, and seeing the introduction of these guys. And it was just like, I, I feel like my reaction was why, why do we, why is, why are we doing this again? I mean, first of all, you know what what when is when is season 9 uh, what year was this that uh, 2012 this to
0: 2013 i it, believe
2: it just seems it seems a little tone deaf to just add a, a, more white straight guys the, quite frankly like it just seemed like especially when you're losing you know you're losing Kelly Kapoor you're losing i mean you know Ryan was you know a, 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 another straight white guy but yeah it just it just felt like it felt a little tone deaf in, in terms of like diversifying the show or what could have been an opportunity to diversify the show. Um, and what we really got out of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Clark Duke is funnier than they gave, you know, than they wrote Clark Green to be. Uh, that actor, I think, could have done better. Again, I think Pete was like just so milk toast, and he he's he he could have been a mannequin that Aaron fell in love with and <laughs> broke up with Andy over. Yeah, a you mannequin know, with a,
1: a sick butt.
2: They <laughs> most of them do <laughs> very firm. I know you. I know you
0: <laughs> that's how they pick those people. They have to have, yeah. They have to pass that sick butt test.
2: Yeah that that's that's my take. What
0: do you yeah, think, I, it's I'm hard to like.
1: It, it, I have no idea if it worked because I don't think this is what they were meant to be. Like I said, I think it was like, let's look towards after season nine. I don't think the show should have kept going. I think they probably just got caught between a rock and a hard place here and kind of had to scramble because that's what season nine feels like. Um, And I think one new character would have been fine. I don't know if you needed two. I think... I think dusting off the hits in season nine was already going to happen with a ton of wrapping Mm -hmm. up all their characters. I think you could have done that without bringing in, I think one new character that's has a real, uh, some interest, I don't know, something unique about them versus Mm -hmm. I feel like, again, yeah, I agree with you, Sean. I don't, I feel like Pete's just kind of a different version of Jim. Fine. Whatever. Doesn't, doesn't make me want to watch it more and then clark is just like weird and not but not in the way that dwight was like weird and really funny he's just a little too all over the place he's, mm-hmm. he's he's kind of just like a not as funny version of ryan and i hate ryan but like i love to hate ryan because i like what he brought um so i would have rather have ryan and kelly in the show Honestly, I would have just had them be way more present in season nine rather than bringing in two new people. So uh, to answer your question, ultimately, Edwin, because I feel like I owe an actual answer. uh, No, I don't think it was the right move. I think they should have had Ryan and Kelly more.
2: That would have been nice that would have been nice I mean and you know I think they were leaving the show I think they were yeah. I think I think that's when Minnie Kaling went off to do the mini project it is and 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 bJ Novak for whatever reason was was done so
0: yeah. you know maybe I that was it.
2: unavoidable but I just think but that
0: uh, at look, the same ahead. time like more Ryan and Kelly what do they have to do in season nine like, yeah sure why are they there you know like I think it was I don't know. I I did miss them at times, but I feel like it would be difficult to have more Ryan Kelly drama in season nine. Like At least some of the other characters felt like they had momentum into something, even if they had to go really fast into those things. Um, I don't think it would have been a ton more,
1: but I don't know. I guess they do show up at the end, but I'm just like, I don't know. I just uh,
0: Pete and Clark are fine. I do like like the idea that you could do that. You could do one character that accomplished kind of everything without having to Split them up uh, so give much. me
1: more yeah. Nate. Give me way more Nate. Oh. I'd rather yeah. have
0: I'd rather have a,
1: all Nate and no Pete and Clark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you guys are like, give me Nate and Gabe and Gabor, <laughs> and it's never day or night. Everyone speaks in pirate code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Let let Dwight hire Rolf. Like
1: <laughs> Um
2: Yeah. Speaking at, at of
1: another that... another episode at some point we should do is Dwight's friends. We've talked about Oh yeah, yeah episode. We, but that. we should do that. Yeah, we. Will, um,
0: everyone will be rolling on the laughing floor. Yeah, roll things.
2: I was just going to add too that you know, like I mean, John Krasinski er, er, as Jim, the, you know, the as the as the straight man, uh, it, you know, kind of grounding the show. Like John is also like a very comedic actor and has great comedic timing, especially with with his chemistry with 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 Rain Wilson as Dwight and. You know, we just didn't see that either from these guys. So that's just I'll just add that, too. Um,
1: I don't mean
0: to say that, like, they were the perfect addition or anything, but like I think it was fine. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think an addition was good. I just don't think that was the right one. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Fair
2: enough. Well, there you have it. That's Pete and Clark. Let's uh, let's meet up in the conference
1: room, guys. Right now. Right now. Conference room. Topic. Hoveri. Let's go. All right, folks. Uh, Oh, go ahead, Sean. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no go ahead alex
1: you, okay. no I, I i insist no uh all right uh we're kind of running short on time here so we're gonna make this a quick conference room y'all uh just a couple mm-hmm. things here uh first off uh we, we got a lot of response to our drop draft of course we, we kind of went over some of the, all the drops that we've missed in the past we lying also, son of a bitch yeah that was great sorry ton of, ton of recommendations it. coming in uh, one other thing we talked about recently that we had to follow up on was we sort of recast the show as, what if they worked in a school? What would all their mm-hmm. roles be? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. We, some people pointed out we forgot to mention some some big characters that I think we sh- It's worth it's worth taking a second because okay. I I enjoyed the what if the office worked in a school instead? I thought it was fun I mean, that, figuring that was out their fun. roles. One we did not get a couple. Well, we'll do the first one here is Todd Packer, who is mm. Todd Packer, in the world of the school.
2: Mm. He should not be anywhere near a school. <laughs> Couldn't agree more.
0: <laughs> Couldn't agree more, but... He Todd is. Packer is like the obnoxious sports dad. Oh. Ah, uh, yes. That's good. Maybe a coach. I also can't, now that given the topic that we already discussed, I can't get over Packer saying, this kid in a few years, <laughs> <And> Packer <laughs> yeah. is making his apologies and his atonements. Right. right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs>
1: I, yeah i could see that uh i we never really determined to like is it elementary school high school
0: we never determined that but it seemed more like a middle school high school middle school sure. high school okay like yeah school.
1: todd packer yeah football coach maybe k through 12 fired. let's call it k through 12 okay yeah todd packer is a football coach that gets fired at some point Pro- the problematic football coach. immediately yeah. the first <laughs> yeah. episode of
0: the season <laughs> <laughs> in the first episode of the season they would have a conversation about how we had to let the coach we had to let coach uh Packer go and then he shows up 6 episodes later. Yeah.
2: Kevin yeah. hires him in the cafeteria and everyone's mm-hmm. mad.
1: Oh yeah, he uh, he just keeps showing up. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay, good. And then Joe Bennett.
2: Superintendent. Oh, with... oh. oh yeah.
1: Superintendent? Yeah. Not David Wallace?
2: the mayor because
0: <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> i think david yeah, wallace like has that. earned
1: a spot too joe bennett could also be a super rich mom or like a booster of the school that the like yeah. yeah yeah the biggest donor she right. runs the auction she does extremely the...
2: intimidating mm-hmm. head of the pta like who runs it like a tight ship
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like, and like, she's run like, the
0: PTA even though like her kids aren't in the school anymore. Yes. Yes. Like, like yeah
1: maybe she went to the school. Her grandson is in the school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like her kids
0: are no longer in the school, but her grandson is on track to be there in two years. Like Ooh. she's yeah. She
1: she was like the homecoming queen in like 1976, and she's still like, this is my school. Like she's yeah. like, very much the te- <laughs> the teachers
2: can't stand her and and the parents all love her.
1: No, they're yeah, all they afraid all, of her. They all, the teacher yeah, are they're, afraid of her, yeah.
2: Yeah, everybody's but she, afraid of her.
1: <laughs> she can just buy whatever she wants, and mm-hmm. the school needs it, so they're like, fine. Well, yeah, I like that. Um, okay, that's fun. What about Nellie?
2: Uh, she'd be like a cricket coach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> English <laughs> studies. <laughs> I kind of think Nelly would also be a counselor, and maybe you can't have so many. But I know that we put like Kelly as a counselor. We didn't even um, talk about Toby either.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think so because mm-hmm. Toby. Toby's a librarian. A, I think Kelly is oh, a yeah, counselor Toby. is funny, but to- Toby's a librarian. Perfect. I like that. I we like didn't even that. talk about librarian.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. Nelly also, and they have a Clark or uh, Pete could reprise his role as collegiate librarian. <laughs> oh go. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, do you want uh, to talk about who Alice would be? <laughs> <laughs> how deep does it go? Uh,
1: that's fun. Okay, cool. Just wanted to get yeah. those off our chest. All yeah, right, last one here. Uh, let's finish here with a quick Ordinary Things question uh, okay. to wind it down. So obviously we've talked we've talked here about how uh, Clark and Pete have jo- joined the show right as it was ending. Uh, my question to you, fellas, is what is something you have joined right as it was ending? Now this could be a uh a thing you physically join this could be a trend that you you jumped onto. it could be a product you bought and then suddenly no one cared um yeah who's who wants to start uh yeah i'll I'll go
2: first uh the film industry <laughs> <laughs> came in right at the last ten years out of a hundred
0: um <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: season nine oh, you better start getting film. ready to produce some tiktoks my friend.
2: <laughs> uh, i wish uh i wish i had more jokes to follow that up no <laughs> um, uh yeah no i um uh, uh no nah, i'm sure everything will work itself out here pretty soon um but uh but yeah it does kind of feel like that i guess a little bit like it, it feels like you know there's there was a peak uh <laughs> uh in uh in hollywood and like you know the 30s later (laughs) 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 pretty much from the 30s to like the 90s and then film era streaming came along and uh it changed things a little bit uh and i think there's a big uh there's a big um shift that's happening now so we'll see how it all shakes out here um I was going to say, you know, I I just bought a pair of Boston clogs, you know, the Birkenstocks, which I think are really in style right now. And I was like, ah, man, I, I bought them in taupe. And I was like, maybe next year I can buy them in mocha because, you know, you want to they don't the taupe doesn't go with with every outfit. But I was like, ah, shit, it's probably going to be a different shoe next year. You know, it's going to be a whole whole Rache or, a, uh, you know, I don't i am not <laughs> You know, that's how fashion works. You know, you, I, I, I always I, find out about it right at the right at the end.
1: I got to say, Sean. So I saw Sean this past weekend uh, at a friend's birthday thing. You were rocking those uh, mm-hmm. Berkey's and uh, they looked. I noticed and I was like, wow, that, those are so seamlessly fit into your whole ensemble. Oh. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I was impressed. Your hat, you. striped shirt, color of your pants and your Birkenstocks all went very well together. And I noticed, but I didn't say anything until now.
0: Well, that's because you were you were worried that you, you thought his uh, you thought his clogs were bone and not taupe.
1: <laughs> I didn't want to get the color wrong. Yeah,
0: I thought it was more of a mauve. Yeah, more of an uh, uh, eggshell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So. Sean Ladies says please. film and Birkenstocks. Uh, well, but Sean,
0: t- actually, you told us this off mic, but you just dropped a lot of money on fidget spinners. You want to talk about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> huge in.
2: Oh, boy. I don't I'm want to talk about that. Sitting I'm sitting on product. <laughs> I got to okay. move. I got to move this <laughs>
1: <These>
0: spinners. <laughs> Edwin? Which is difficult because they all keep spinning away. Um, <laughs> so fidgety. I've got a couple. Um, Well, one the the first one that came to mind is I remember like, I think the last year that I worked at uh, the summer camp uh, uh, that we, that Alex and I both, uh, Alex, you worked there, but we met there. Um, Yeah. I like, I think the last summer I worked there, I worked for one week at the very end of the summer. And I remember I came in with like a lot of energy. I was very excited. This is like my last time and everyone was super low energy. And it ended up being nice (laughs) because it was just like, I I had a lot of extra enthusiasm um, that, that, uh, that summer or that week because I was in college. But How I remember you? like everyone was so done. <laughs> they had been, you know, they were just very tired from the end of the summer. But the other one that I, uh, the other one for sure, Movie Pass. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I got my like Movie Pass card like right as they declared bankruptcy. Like it got to me in the mail. So I don't think I even ever activated oh, it. And I don't gosh. think I gave them any money. Um, oh, but like i just had the card it was it was like <laughs> oh, fine i think uh we have a we had a friend of a friend who talked about how much they loved movie pass and would use it all the time and yeah i got in right as it folded was it because God. of covid that it folded what what
2: how how did that i thought it was all go down because that was be- it was before covid but it
0: it i mean it never really made that much sense how it would make money
2: yeah yeah it's yeah. I, I, now I can't remember what year that was, but yeah, everybody was on that. Um, man, I would love something like that now. We love going to the movies, but mm-hmm. uh,
1: do join the Cinemark Club with Ann and I. Oh, okay. It's great. We love. We that found one. it. We found it that Plaza. it actually pays off. Heck yeah! yeah it works. Heck yeah. Um, um, Alex, how about you? Uh, the biggest one I could think of was the Razor scooter craze. Mm. Um, mainly because of how, so when I first, we got really interested in them as every child our age did, uh, they cost a hundred dollars, ninety nine ninety nine. And I was, I was, I saw, as soon as I saw them, like I said, I got to have it. That is exactly what I want to be doing with my life is riding around on one of those. And mm-hmm. I, and I was like, Hey mom and dad, what do you think? hundred bucks. And they were like, ha 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 ha. Good one, son. Like you've got to uh, buy it. If you want that, save up for it. And I spent better part of a year saving up for a Razor scooter. Bought one at $99 and then like probably 3 weeks later it dropped down to like 50 and then oh. a year later there was one at a yard sale a block from my house for $5. <laughs> And it was like, I, it took me so, the, the amount of time it took me to save up was the amount of time for the for the whole trend to just kind of <laughs> die down. And Razor to be like, we made a lot of money. Let's lower the price to what these actually should be charged. And now you can buy one for what? $15, $20 oh, sure. at any
0: store. Sure. Um, you spend all your time saving up for PS2 just for them to announce PS3. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Oh my
1: God. Yeah, I did that with PS4 too. I bought a PS4. After my friends had been playing on them for two years, I got in like a month of playing games and then everyone bought the new Xbox and I was like, <laughs> all right, I guess I'll do that too because I'm just, a, I'm pathetic here. Uh, but also uh, back to the Razors, they've kind of then eventually had somewhat of a reemergence as like an actual thing people ride at skate parks now. Like it's a right. it's yeah, a legit do- like third o- third or fourth option to skateboards, BMX. Uh, oh, yeah. And now, like you actually see people doing pretty crazy stuff with, with pretty, tri- pretty yeah, tricky tricks stuff and stuff yeah. anyway, but not when I was a boy, no, 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 that i I just learned a hard lesson in in, in perceived value with what <laughs> something's only as worth as much as people are willing to pay for it, and uh, I was a sucker at the end of the razor
0: scooters. I had an off brand razor, it was not a razor, but it was silver. With black like labels. It it was called Street Surfer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great.
0: And it like I bet it worked do, just fine. It couldn't do everything that a razor could. Like I don't think it could go all the way around for the spray. Right. And I don't uh, think it had like a lot of the features, but I was like, This is okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: I remember when they added like, you know, the brake, you could like add a brake to it and like there was mm-hmm. like there was like a kick plate or i don't know like a grinding anyway there
1: was a little grind thing on the bottom yeah, oh I you had it add all, the man.
2: strap on yeah onto it so that you could
1: walk around yeah well i not I got let me tell you i mean i got pretty nice with it but boy sure. no one cared no one cared <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my life actually
2: uh let's let just real quick before we wrap up the show we said we'd do some like recommendations for things we've been watching oh, yeah. and stuff let's lately let's do a quick
1: Quick rewatch uh, listen. I'll go.
2: I'll go quick. Uh, I seen Barbie twice. Absolutely, it's just so good. Highly, highly recommend. Go see it in the theater. Take your family. It's a good time. Also, just saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Absolutely loved it. Mm. Uh, the new Ninja Turtles? Oh, By... Edwin. Oh, you don't know? Maybe you guys don't have it over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a new Turtles movie. It's very huh. good. It's 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 in the um. It's definitely riding on the coattails of the Spider Verse movies. Uh, oh, it's it's got a very catchy. unique animation style. Um, okay. Produced by Seth Rogen. Um oh, cool! It, it, it was it was a good time. Uh, and as a, a childhood fan of the turtles, I dude, I, me
0: too. I was obsessed. Yeah,
2: I loved it. Oh man! Oh god! I would have. I would have just. I would have died watching that as a child. <laughs> I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> uh. Yeah. So that's, that's, and talk to me. Talk to me in the horror movie. Also, very good. Go oh, to yeah. the theater.
1: I saw that with you, Sean.
2: Yeah. Scary.
1: Um, not, not scary in the way I thought it was going to be, though.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. It was,
2: it was very yeah. entertaining. Really good. Not, if, 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 even if you don't like horror movies,
1: you, you probably enjoy it. Yeah. You guys, anything? Uh, i got to listen. I've just been, um, Uh, Colter Wall released a new album uh, a few weeks or maybe a month or two ago now. I'm not exactly sure, but, uh, if you haven't listened to Colter, if if you're a fan of kind of the, what, what is, what is like this sort of new old country, I don't know quite how to, it's, it's, there's, there's a new wave of country that is much more like the country I enjoy, which is... Like
2: outlaw country.
1: Outlaw, yeah, and not pop country, but, but real, it's, it's really, really, really good stuff. Um. Sturgill Simpson and yeah exactly your your, your sturgill simpson Ty- tyler the creator something.
2: childers <laughs> Ty- tyler childers yeah tyler the creator tyler the creator it's tyler. going in a new direction yeah
1: uh but anyway <laughs> Coulter wall's right up there with him for like just new artists I, I really enjoy in that genre and his new album's awesome so uh check it out
0: edwin um i listened to a bunch of stuff recently new travis scott's okay um jungle nice. just released their new album yeah. oh i'm then, seeing jungle uh, uh Same in here. portland here we're, we're yeah, seeing yeah, Edgefield. Yeah. and then um what else oh uh there, i've been listening to the sam greenfield album from last year he was a saxophone player but that's really good so i recommend that mm-hmm. it's called check, that out it's called sam greenfield sucks <laughs> <is> the <name laughs> the album. Um, but then um maybe delete into the the patreon teaser that we yes. teased at the beginning i also recently binged through the bear in a couple days and uh, mm-hmm. I think we're all excited to talk about that coming up pretty soon. That's oh, right. Yeah, that's right. It was fantastic, and I can't wait to talk to you guys about it. I we got I some am, bonus. Yeah, you guys
2: have finished it. I am almost done, uh, and we will be doing a Patreon the Bear episode. Um, we've got it on the books uh, to record that in the next week or two here. So, um, so if you are a fan of the Bear and you haven't joined our Patreon yet, now's a good time. Get in, get in before we put that out be a part and of
0: that i mean i think we're gonna do one episode to cover the full series at least the full series up to this point um but that's in more than enough time to uh get through the two seasons they're not very long like i said i really enjoyed the show so much that i crashed i watched the whole thing in like two and a half days maybe yeah it couldn't stop so it's uh, good. i highly recommend and i i hope you all watch and then are able to listen along to that episode
2: yeah yeah and that's that's for our for our scott's tots too if you guys haven't watched yet go check it out in, in time for the for the new special. Mm-hmm. Uh okay. Not to cool. be
0: confused with Bear Man or uh, the adventures of Jimmy Halpert. This is a the different thing. Or uh, Bear or Grills.
2: Bear yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, there you guys have it. Uh, if uh, if you want to give us a call or or leave us a message, call us at 503-694-9314. Uh, you can also email us at podcast company at gmail.com. That's a great way to send us trivia. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram uh, and we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Uh, join us become a Scott's top for five bucks a month. You get, uh, you know, everything we've already talked about. Nailbag episodes, main feed, main feed, ad free episodes. Uh, And uh, you get to be a part of our deeper Discord channels. A portion of those funds go to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Uh, Very special thanks to our our Scots Tots. We love you guys so much, and thank you so much for supporting our show. Uh, Thank you to Kayla and Brianna, who run our Discord, and to Ryan Lloyd, who designed all of our artwork. Uh, This episode was recorded on location in Portland, Oregon, USA, and Zurich, Switzerland.
0: Thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us um, while we talk about our old pals, Pete and Clark. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just thank you for, uh, for listening and supporting us uh, and hanging out with us, you know, for this episode and, and uh, over the run of our show, it just really means a lot that we have a, uh, People with us. Thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. Thank you to everyone who's interacting on the Discord. Thank you to everyone who's sending in emails. It's the best way to interact with us. Um, just uh, know that we truly love and appreciate everyone uh, who rocks with the show. So take care, stay safe, and see you next week. Baby, Poppy giving us up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. Take me home. Oh. You know what, fine. I try to start
0: fun traditions for you guys, but if you don't want to sing, no traditions. Closing time, every new beginning comes
1: from some other beginning's end. Good night. Seeking the truth never gets old.